hit us with that Gucci intro. What's up, audience? My name is Anthony Hudson, and this is It's My Turn It's My Turn Podcast. This is the first episode of the NFL podcast that I've been wanting to do for a slight minute, but today I got my boy John producing it, and we finally going to get it on the air. So first I would like to um, say week one, NFL, amazing. If you watched, If you sat down and watched all of the games, I know you were – in tune for everything spe- for a special week. It really was a special week of football. Probably the best week one of football I think I've ever seen in my life, to be honest. But I'll just go ahead and start off with the first game of the week, which was the Buffalo Bill versus the Los Angeles Rams. Basically, it was domination, to be honest. The Bills show why they could be Super Bowl, Super Bowl contenders. Josh Allen played um he played great. He gave Dave, he um did good with Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is an underrated receiver. I picked him up on my fantasy and he played really well. And it also shows that um Von Miller going to the Bills, leaving the Rams and going to the Bills was a great pickup. It basically he basically not I want to say transformed their defense, but basically you know helped enhance it a lot like he gave the Bills rush was already good last year and Von Miller adding to it I don't know if he gave them an extra boost or I don't know if it's the leadership or him just talking to them but that defensive front this year compared to last year is is completely different like 100% completely different you can see it you could de- definitely see it the whole entire game. And there was a lot of mistakes made by the Rams that, that I don't know, they just need to figure out. Like Matthew Stafford, he was making a lot of bad reads and stuff like that. I don't know. But hopefully they get it figured out. Hopefully um, Odell can probably come back to them. I don't know if they, he's going to come back to them or not. He's a free agent. A free agent. He's looking. Hopefully, if Odell could come back, it'll be help. Cooper Cup's not the only one getting all the receiving yards. Hopefully, that if Odell would come back, that would definitely be a boost and help the Rams do better. Um, the next game that I'd like to talk about is um, the Steelers beating the Bengals. That was another game where a quarterback. Or quarterback play was kind of iffy. Joe Burrow had like five turnovers, I believe. He had five turnovers that game. And he just overall didn't play good. He forced a lot of passes, just didn't make a lot of reads. And some of it, or a lot of good reads, and some of it I, I can't really blame Joe Burrow for because he did get pressured a lot. And that's another thing that, that's another issue from last year that, reoccurring this year him and his offensive line woos and stuff like that that hopefully I thought would get better during the offseason they will look for free agents or look for better 
better um, fit sort of offensive line, but I don't even think they really improved it that much. And honestly, I'm pretty sure it's the – I don't want to say the exact same old line, but it look, it's looking pretty much like it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it was a great game, too. Um, I'm pretty sure since he was – no, no, no. I'm pretty sure, um, yeah, Mitch, Mr. Trubisky, the quarterback for the Steelers, he plays solid as well. It's a pretty big game because a lot of people, a lot of people don't like Mr. Bisky for some reason. I like Mr. Bisky. It well, I could say a lot of Bears fans don't like Mr. Bisky because he didn't really do that much for the team. But it was really like a reinsurgence game for Mr. Bisky because he's on a brand new team. He got the starting job over Pickett, the quarterback they just drafted this year. So it was a reinsurgent game for Mitch, and he performed decent. He performed pretty well. Hopefully he could take the Steelers to the playoffs and just keep riding the wave that he's on right now with the win over the Bengals. And then the next game, the game that I watched the most because your boy Anthony Hudson is a Falcons fan, sadly, but he is a Falcons fan. And how do I even get started with this? Okay, so the Falcons, of course, like every other game for the past five years, ever since the Super Bowl, were up by 16 points going into the fourth quarter. And it was good. The Falcons is a brand-new team, I thought so at least. Brand-new quarterback, brand-new head coach, brand-new – I think offensive coordinator. No, no, brand new. Well, not brand new head coach, but for the past two years, or we got author. We got um, author two years ago. So basically, brand new head coach, and I know pretty new um, offensive coordinator. And it was good at first. Cordell Patterson was running his heart out. Marcus Mariota was making good reads. You could tell because he was running. Being a mobile quarterback, something that we not used to at all with Matt Ryan back in the day, but he was being mobile, tiring out the defensive line, getting them tired, and eventually because of him being mobile and the defensive line just running around trying to get him, he could just stay in the pocket eventually because the defensive line was just just tired. They were just tired. You could definitely tell by the third quarter that Cam Jordan – who normally have like four or five sacks against us, was just tired of running around trying to get Marcus Mariota. And it was it was perfect. And then I don't even know. Like normally normally we sell, like we do bad things. Like there was one play in the fourth quarter that basically showed or basically like was or showed me that like yeah it's about to be it we're about to blow another league Marcus Mariota it was fourth third and like yeah third and one and he was under the center and somehow he fumbled the ball under the center I don't know how he did it the commentator tried to say that he's not used to being under the center but you play quarterback for how long and you fumbled the ball under the center's butt. You're right there. I don't, I don't know how you do that, but I guess, I guess that's the excuse. But other than that, I mean, 
J-Bo just went off. He literally was doing dots that not, not everyone, to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, who haven't played in two years, was quiet the first half. I didn't even think he was going to do anything in the second half at all. He got that one, I think it was – I think it was a um, corner post. It wasn't a slant, which is surprising. I think it was a corner post. He got that one reception over AJ Terrell. Actually, it wasn't even a corner post. It was like a, it was like a streak route. I I think it was like a streak route, and, and he got open. He caught that and instantly just his his X factor instantly took over right after that, and JMO JBO just kept throwing the football to him. He threw that one. Um, um, over the shoulder touchdown to him, and the I'm pretty sure in the um, beginning of the fourth quarter, and then he threw another touchdown to him. AJ Terrell's guarding him, who's supposed to be a lockdown corner, who was first in everything last year, and it it wasn't even bad defense. It was just a great throw and a great catch. It was the Saints just dominating the fourth quarter. I mean, I really can't even get mad about it. Jameis Winston just just outplayed us the fourth quarter. And it's sad because we had a chance to win the game and in Saints fashion they blocked our they blocked our kick like they always do. I don't know what ha- I don't know why, but somehow every time we play the Saints, they always block our kick. No matter what, they always block our kick. And we I was talking to my brother and just like, oh they didn't block our kick this time. And they blocked the game winning field goal. That's just how it is, man. That's just how it is. But yeah, hopefully the Saints are the Saints definitely have a chance to win the division this year. They play really good. Um, hopefully Alave and um Jarvis will get more touches. I didn't see really it was mostly Michael Thomas and um mostly getting the reception towards the end. Or mostly getting the reception toward the end, but yeah. And then the Falcons, I don't know. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about the Falcons. The Falcons find new ways. Falcons not finds new ways to give me hope every year in the story every year, no matter what. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I just na- want to interject real quick. Welcome to every season of being a Bears fan. Yes. Like, you ain't the only team. Shoot, the Bears won. I was, I was about to bring that up too. Um. Yeah, we can talk about uh we can talk about the um, the Bears. The Bears beating the 49ers, which was actually no one not I don't even think the Bears fans that I know expected <laughs> expected the Bears to beat the 49ers. But I mean it was it was pretty bad conditions weather wise. It was raining the whole entire game pretty much. And even I'm pretty sure when it stopped raining it was just mud and just this wetness everywhere, but um, it was pretty low scoring game for the most part. Bears didn't really. I don't, I'm pretty sure the Bears had one touchdown. They didn't score a touchdown to the very end. If I'm not, if I'm correct, yeah, yeah. The, they didn't score a touchdown to the very end. Um, he threw like a 40, 50 yard pass to Pettis that basically gave them. Gave them the victory, to be honest. So it was a pretty low-scoring game. Not too much action, but still an overall solid victory for the Bears as the Bears haven't won a season opener in a 
wild. They haven't won a season opener in a while. So it's great to see that, man. It's great to see the Bears finally – or great to see the Bears um, start off their season good. Hopefully they could take that throughout the season, hopefully make the playoffs, or hopefully at least have a winning season because that's just good morale for Justin Fields, for their, for their franchise quarterback. And I know the San Francisco 49ers, they're going to bounce back because they bounce back every single year. They could – Trey Lance, who's a young quarterback as well, I know he'll be able to bounce back and hopefully lead the 49ers to um, the playoffs as, you know, the 49ers normally do because he has veterans. The best thing about Trey Lance, he has veterans around him. He has, he has Debo. He has that offensive line. He has – George Kittle and Cal, he has the veterans around him that can help him learn and help them get better throughout the season. So it's a great thing to see. And they already have that experience. Most of them already been to the Super Bowl so or NFC championships and stuff like that. So they already have that experience. They already have that winning mindset. So hopefully that will help them in the future. The next game that I want to talk about is Green Bay losing to the Vikings. That was not a good sight to see at all for um, Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay quarterback. Normally, or I don't want to say normally, last year around this time, Green Bay got blown out by the Saints. So a lot of people are saying that Green Bay are going to bounce back like they did last year. But last year they had Devontae Adams, which is the best, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league. Now they – I can't even name the Green Bay receivers. I really I really cannot. There's, I know there was a fourth rounder that they picked up, I think number 83. I don't know his name for sure. Let me see if I can find his name. Um – Number 83 for the Packers. Is it, I think it's Samori Tori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he played really good during the preseason. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he could improve and hopefully he could be a solid receiver for Aaron Rodgers, just like Devontae Adams was a low-round low pick, and he ended up being, like I said, one of the best receivers in the league. So hopefully, hopefully he could enhance his or improve. But right as of right now, I don't know anybody on the Green Bay Packers, and it was really bad. Aaron Rodgers doing great passes as usual, as he does every game, because he, he's one of the best quarterbacks, or he's – top five, top three quarterback every year, and it was pretty bad, man. Just seeing <laughs> just seeing the receivers not not be anything as he expected to be. Because, like, he, they talked about it during the preseason, about um, them dropping balls and dropping catches and stuff like that. And Aaron Rodgers was talking about how that's unacceptable, how you're in the NFL, that should not happen at all. And you would think they – well, it is week one, so – Hopefully they can get it together, but as of right now, it's not looking good for the Green Bay Packers. 
Their run game still solid with Aaron, with Aaron Jones, of course, but I mean, Green Bay Packers are a pass-heavy team, like I said, because they have one of the best quarterbacks. So hopefully they get together. Aaron Rodgers look like he's about to <laughs> about to have an aneurysm on the sideline. But hopefully they get together. And also, shout-out to the Vikings defense. Vikings defense played really well. Um, Zadarius Smith, who used to play for the Green Bay Packers, had a solid game against – his former team, him and Danelle Hunter had a solid game as, um, as well. Or Danelle Hunter had a solid game as well. Yeah, so the Vikings are looking promising. Kirk Cousins looking promising as well. Might be an MVP candidate. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Nah, let me stop. The Vikings, I mean, if they win like 12 games, he might be an MVP candidate. So you never know. I, I'm saying here. Kirk Cousins might be an MVP candidate, as old as he is. Might be. Look at it. Um. <laughs> so the next game I would like to say or talk about is the Cowboys. Ah oh, man, the Cowboys season over probably before it even started, which is absolutely crazy. The Cowboys defense actually played really good because they only held them, only held the Buccaneers to not. 19 points, which is not bad at all. Micah Parsons went absolutely insane. Like, absolutely insane. He looked like, I don't even know, he looked, he looked like LT out there for a second. Just, just bulldozing over people and getting to the quarterback and getting a sack or getting to Tom Brady and getting a sack. He looked really good. and But the offense was just, just not it that day at all and it's even worse now because that Prescott I think I don't want to say dislocated but injured his thumb but like it's not like just his thumb it's like the bone connected to it so he might be out for like five weeks they say so like I said the season might be over before it even started which is absolutely crazy because they play the Rams next week which is going to be a tough one for them if they got their backup quarterback playing. And it hopefully I mean their defense their defense could could get them a win. It'll be low scoring game, but they could get them a win because their defense actually played really good. Like their defense actually is solid. I like the Dallas Cowboys defense a lot. But yeah, with that without that Prescott I don't look like they're gonna go that far. Okay, so next thing I want to talk about is the fantasy start and bench, who I like to talk about starting and who should not be or who you shouldn't start on your fantasy. This is if you play fantasy, but, you know, I play, I have them in like three leagues, so pretty much I don't want to say expert, but, you know, I'm pretty decent at it. I won, won, won two games this weekend and lost one, so. Solid, solid. Okay, so the first person I would like to say is, or first person you should start is Jamar Chase over Dallas. Jamar Chase, I think he had, I'm pretty sure he had over 100 yards last week. Actually, I could look at it real quick to make sure my stats are right. But yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah, 
Yeah, he had 129 yards last week against the Steelers. And I know I just said that Dallas Cowboys defense is nice, but there is one person that gives up a lot of yards on that defense, and that's Trayvon Diggs. So, I mean, that would be a good matchup. Trayvon Diggs, he's a great corner. He gets his picks, but he does bite a lot. And by bite, I mean he does – He he's very aggressive. He likes to attack the ball a lot. And that's good sometimes, but sometimes that could that could buy, that could backfire. And against a player like Jamar Chase, who is really good with yak yards after the catch, he's really good with that. That's not the best matchup in my opinion. So we'll see. But I'm pretty start your boy Jamar Chase. He's he's gonna do good next week. Then I got I got Pitts versus the Rams. Kyle Pitts versus the Rams. Kyle Pitts is a tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, really, their receiving core is is solid, but, like, they're not going to do that good against the Rams. So uh, what I'm trying to say is Kyle Pitts, the tight end, is going to get a lot, of, a lot of receptions because the receivers might not do that good against the Rams with Jake with the best court in the league, Jalen Ramsey. And plus, Jalen Ramsey didn't play that good last week against the uh, last week against the Bills, so I know he's definitely going to lock up whatever receiver he's guarding this week. So definitely, Kyle Pitts will be open on, on curls, on short routes. Definitely, if they g- get to the red zone, he'll definitely be a target to look for. Sorry, my bad. Um, the next person that I'll say for you to start in your fantasy is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb played really. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt played really good last week, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna play really good again against the Giants. The Giants, they do have some morale as they did win last week, but Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that's that's just the best running back duo in the league. You can't. That's just the best running back do in the league. You can't really not start them. It, Kareem Hunt goes with that as well, like I just said. Either, either Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, which either one, they both will either get you a touchdown and 50 yards for sure, the, depending on how many carries or how many touches they get. But, yeah, definitely start Nick Chubb over the Giants. And then um, the last person that I say you should start is – um, Michael Pittman versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars secondary is it's it's okay, but I mean it's not really that good to be honest. Michael Pittman is a great receiver. He's a very underrated receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts they didn't play as well as I thought they would week one, but they've started to find their stride in the fourth quarter, and they could definitely pick that up and use that towards the next game. So definitely look for Michael Pittman to do good against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, so people that you should bench and not play for next week. J.K. Dobbins versus Miami. Miami defense, very underrated. Been underrated for for a couple years now. Their secondary, I'll say like for the past couple years, their secondary has been uh, amazing with Xavier Howard and the rest of them, but 
definitely uh, last game they played really well against the Patriots. And I know Mac Jones did get injured. I'm pretty sure Mac Jones did get injured. Let me make sure that is correct. Okay, yeah, Mac Jones did get injured. He, he's he's still coming back to play next week, but still they only held they held him to seven points. So Miami against J.K. Dobbins is not the best matchup to pick. Also, Judy versus Houston. Houston is another defense that's actually underrated as well. Houston played really good against the Colts. That I thought I thought the Colts would dominate against them. The Colts has, like I said, Michael Pittman. Their new quarterback, Matt Ryan. Um, they have the running back, Jonathan Taylor. I thought they would dominate against them, but Houston actually held their own for at least three quarters before they came back and tied against them. But, yeah, Houston has a really good secondary as well. And then, number one, do not start. This this goes hand-to-hand with each other. Well, I should have said start, but we just gonna we just gonna put these hand in hand. Do not start the Bears defense versus Green Bay, and do do start Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears defense. They're at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is gonna play them. Um, I'm pretty sure is it. Oh come on. Yeah, they're gonna play Sunday night. It is just, it's just, it's just commonly known, man. Aaron Rodgers every year, and I, the Bears is my second favorite team. I love the Bears, but it's just commonly, you know, every every year, that Aaron Rodgers is gonna throw at least like five touchdowns for, for three hundred yards against the Bears. It's it's every year. I don't, nah. I can't even, I can't even say anything other against anything other than that. I can't even go against. What I just said, to be honest, it's every year Aaron Rodgers have a, especially since he had a bad game last year. I mean, last week, especially since he had a bad game last week. Yeah, he's definitely, he might throw a touchdown to himself. Like that's how, that's how good he's probably gonna be this week. But yeah, speaking of this week, I want to say or want to give my predictions for week two of who I feel like. Will win and who I feel like, of course, of course, will lose. But who, who I feel like will win and why they will win, and give an explanation of how they will do good this week. So week two, we have the first game, the Chargers versus the Chiefs, which would be a really good game. I have a lot of people um, telling me that the Chargers, the Chargers are it. The Chargers might be a contender to make it out of the AFC, and we'll see this week. Oh, we'll see this week because Justin Herbert. In his third season, hopefully, he'll flourish like he did last season, and lead the Chargers to a probably even better record than last year. Because last year they should have made the playoffs, but we all know what happened with the with the timeout, and yeah, they should have definitely made the playoffs last year. But them, they have a solid chance or a good chance to make it this year, and if they beat the Chiefs. Which I feel like they will. I'm picking the I'm picking the Chargers over the Chiefs. It'll be a great song to a great um song set. Ah, I forgot. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it'll be a great a motivator or a great yeah a great motivator for the rest to come. 
Okay, so the next game is the Panthers versus the Giants. Um, I'll I'll probably take the Giants over the Panthers. The Panthers, the Panthers played good last week. They played they played solid last week. Baker Mayfield has had some reads that were kind of questionable, but I still feel like they can't pull over the Giants because the Giants. I don't know, man. The Giants just just have that morale boost. I don't know. Saquon with Saquon being back, I just feel like that's just gave gave the Giants a morale a, a boost. Just gave them energy to play better. Cause Saquon, I mean, he's been out for the past couple of years. I mean, for the past two years, and he's came back. He came back and he had a solid game. And Daniel Jones played solid. So hopefully, hopefully that'll give them the boost they need to get over the Panthers. The next game is the Colts versus the Jaguars. I'm easily picking the Colts over the Jaguars. The Jaguars, um, they basically are in revamp mode again, so I don't really – there's not really too much star talent on that team, other than Trevor Lawrence, of course. But Trevor Lawrence, he didn't play that good at all. He didn't play that good at all last week. He had, I'm pretty sure, either three or four picks as well, just like Joe Burrow. He didn't make too many good reads. A lot of the reads, yeah, a lot of reads were really questionable. A lot of the picks he had was like, wow, he really just threw that. But yeah, I can't really see them beating the Colts because, like I said, the Colts, even though they didn't play that good, the first three quarters against the Texans, they still play better in the fourth quarter. And like I said, they could take that and use that for the next game. So I'm taking the Colts over the Jaguars. Then you got the Bucks, Buccaneers versus the Saints. That's going to be a really good game because, like I said, the Saints – even though I don't like the Saints, they're rivals. They do have a good chance to win the division with Jameis Winston and that godly receiving quarter they got with Chris Olave, Jarvis, and Mike Thomas, MT. And the Buccaneers, I mean, they did play a good defense last, last week, so I, I'll give them that. They only scored 19 points, but they did play a really good defense in Dallas. So, I don't know. That's going to be a really close game. I might could see. I might could see the Saints beating the Bucks, but it's going to be really close. I feel like that's going to be a really close, high-scoring game, as they both are really talented. So, yeah, we're just going to leave it at that. And we got the Seahawks versus the Forty Niners. Hopefully, the Forty Niners can, or hopefully, Trey Lance can bounce back from the game he had before and get the victory over the Seahawks. Because the Seahawks, their defense their defense played really good against against the Broncos. They really did play play good. Like a lot of people talked about how the Broncos fumbled and which they did. That was that was really bad on on Javante Williams. But they didn't talk about how Seattle forced those fumbles, how they stopped them several times. I mean, 
And Seattle defense was ranked really low. Like, their team was ranked really low. I'm pretty sure they were ranked, like, second to last, what, like, or 31st. They were ranked, like, 31st to begin the season. So, yeah, like I said, they they played really good. And they got, we should give Seattle their credit. But to for them to beat the 49ers – that's solely on Trey Lance, to be honest. And I feel like Trey Lance will bounce back, like I said. So I'm picking the 49ers over the Seahawks. Even though, like I said, the Seahawks did have a, a good defense showing last week, the 49ers like, they got too much talent on their team for them not to beat the Seahawks. Then you got the Cardinals versus the Raiders. Cardinals got... Pretty yeah, the Cardinals got demolished by the Chiefs last week, and then I didn't see the Raiders game to be honest. The Raiders didn't. The Raiders lost as well. The Raiders lost to the Chargers. So these are <laughs> so these are both losing teams going against each other, and I'll I have to say I picked I'll pick the Raiders over the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I mean. They just paid Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray all that money, and he only gave them seven points. I know they are going against the Chiefs, which is a solid defense, but come on, seven points. Seven points now. Seven points. And they just paid them $230 million in all that money, which is absolutely crazy. So, I don't know. I, I hate I hate, the, hate on Kyler, but I'll pick the Raiders over that. You got the Bengals versus the Cowboys. That's going to be a solid game. Um, I'll pick the Cowboys over the Bengals. I'll pick the Cowboys over the Bengals. Like I said, the Cowboys got a good defense, a solid defense, or a a really good defense. So I'll pick them going over the Bengals after Joe Burrow had that bad game. And then we'll just talk about the primetime games real quick or the final – primetime game, which is the Vikings versus the Eagles. The Vikings, they had a really good game last week, and so did the Eagles, but the Vikings, they're kind of hot right now. They, they're they really hot. So I'll, I'll pick the Vikings over the, over the Eagles, definitely, with Kirk Cousins playing as good as he is and Justin Jefferson playing as hot as he is right now. So I'll definitely pick the Vikings over the Eagles. And – yeah, that's the last game. That's the last game of the week. Like I said, that's the final prime time game. So that's pretty much the recap, and that's pretty much the end of this show right here. Thank you for listening, audience, and peace.